0: bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you.
1: In this episode of the HR Chat Show, we hear from Dr. Laura Hamill, Chief Science Officer at the Limeade Institute, about how encouraging creativity leads to higher retention rates, employee engagement, and overall well-being. Dr. Hamill, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: And I'm now going to get terribly informal for the rest of the interview and and call you Laura.
0: Yes, please. (laughs) Okay,
1: so uh, (laughs) let's get into the questions then. Firstly, can you tell our listeners a bit about your career history prior to joining LimeAid?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my background is that I'm an organizational psychologist. So that's psychology applied to work. So I've had some great opportunities in my career um, to work in some different organizations. Um, worked at um, Allstate Insurance and in they have a think tank um, that I worked in for a while. Then I worked at Microsoft for about 10 years where I headed up um, a team called People Research. And then I had my own consulting business for 10 years um, where I worked a lot on culture transformation and HR strategy. And um, during that time, I actually helped start LimeAid. So LimeAid is an employee engagement technology company, and I was one of the co-founders of LimeAid.
1: Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Now, you mentioned there that you're one of the founders at LimeAid. Can you give our listeners a bit of an average week or an average month looks like for you in in your role?
0: Sure. Sure. So I have two primary roles at LimeAid. Um, one of them is that I'm the chief people officer, so I'm responsible for trying to make sure that Limeade is a really great place to work. But my other role is that I'm the chief science officer, and what that means is I um, am responsible for Limeade Institute. Limeade Institute is a, t- a team of internal researchers, um, primarily organizational psychologists, who study well-being, organizational culture, employee engagement, inclusion, those kinds of topics, and how they're all related to each other. Um, so I get to study these things, um, but I also work really hard to put them into practice and really can see, you know, both of those sides, um, both more that kind of, you think of maybe more academic side of it, but also the practice side. So I'm really grateful to have such a, such a cool job that enables me to, to do both. So any, what a given week would look like could be, um, going, you know, as far as, Focusing on our own employee engagement results at Limeade to being in a sales presentation um, and pretty pretty busy. Lots of really fun and exciting things that I that I get to work on. So no day is is typical. That's for sure.
1: Okay, so you're an academic, you're an entrepreneur, you are a practitioner. So big question for you then now. Uh, in your opinion, what is the difference between creativity and innovation?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I I was just really curious about this for myself. Um, I've had the opportunity to create things, um, a lot of things, actually, in my career. And I realized that those are the times where I'm kind of the most, sat, you know, excited to come to work. The times where I'm most into my work are when I'm creating things. And I realized that I can't just flip a switch and be creative when I want to be. There's sort of a, the stars need to kind of align for that to happen. So I was actually really curious about this topic. So I dug into it a little bit and I learned a lot when I dug into it. So first really this what's the difference between creativity and innovation? They really go hand in hand. You could think of creativity as kind of the first step of innovation. It's the generation of new ideas and new products, right? So it's the it's the generative part of innovation. Well innovation is taking those new ideas and actually implementing them in some way. Um, So putting them into place, making them real, moving from an idea to a real thing you can touch and see. So creativity and innovation absolutely go hand in hand.
1: And what does well-being have to do with innovation in the workplace?
0: Yeah, so it probably helps to start with a definition of well-being. Um, well-being is really about feeling good and living with purpose. So the feeling good piece you, you could think of as you know feeling good in your physical body for sure. But there's also the part about feeling good in your head um, and that both of those things obviously work together as a system. And the idea with living with purpose is you have to have a reason why you wake up every day, something that you care deeply about, something that you feel is like really your purpose. Um, So well-being, interestingly, has been found to be statistically related to creativity. um, And creativity has also been found to enhance well-being. So it kind of goes both ways. And so why would that be? Um, You could think about this, that well-being really dictates the personal resources you might have to be creative in other words do you have the potential to be creative the availability do you have resources that you could put on this idea of generating new ideas um, so if you think about in the well-being space how stress could really limit your ability to have those resources so when you're stressed you get very kind of narrowed attention. You almost get tunnel vision and you're only focused on, on the stressors that are in front of you. You really have fewer resources, fewer cognitive resources, fewer emotional resources, and kind of this diminished, you know, motivation to go above and beyond that is really a part of creativity. So when we're stressed, we really are narrowing in. And when we're, we need to be creative, we actually have to zoom out, right? We have to be Bigger thinking. We have to be more generative. So stress is very much work. Very much works against your ability to be creative and innovative. Um, And well-being is one of those things that we can do to really work on decreasing our stress. So the more well-being you have in your life, the less stress you tend to have. So this is a, a kind of a really important concept that you can't just be innovative and creative you know, in any situation, you actually sort of have to be in a place where you have the resources, both, you know, physically have the resources and mentally have the resources to be creative.
1: Okay, so if innovation is so important in the workplace, why aren't more employers taking steps to enable it?
0: Yeah, I think innovation is one of those interesting things where we, you know, a lot of people talk a big talk about wanting to be innovative, but how do they actually create those conditions? You know, it's a whole different thing to create a place where people can, where we reduce stress, where we get people to, you know, create the space and the time to be innovative. I think there's just so much legacy about how we think work needs to happen um we have these kind of long standing beliefs about work that really work against us like um that we have to control people right that we have to tell them exactly when to do things and how to do it um that you can't be yourself at work that you can't show emotion at work um and you know we have this kind of i think this carnegie model of you know there's limited time limited resources everything needs to happen in a logical order so all of these kinds of things in some ways really work against people feeling like they can admit when they're stressed or they f- feeling like um you know the organization cares about them and supports them and tries to reduce stress and tries to allow them to really you know be engaged at work and have those opportunities to generate those new ideas so there's a lot to me of long-standing beliefs about how work needs to happen that really work against us now what's encouraging to me um i've, I've been in this well-being space now for a while when we first started limeade um there were a lot of people who laughed at us, who thought we were crazy that we would bring up this idea that we, you need to treat people like whole people. And that if you actually care about your employees, they care back, right? It's a mutual kind of commitment. And if you do that, it's not just nice or, you know, a nice being a, a nice human being. It's better for your business if you do that. So I'm encouraged because I see more and more organizations who are starting to see, gosh, Treating people like human beings and caring about them is good for our business.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Laura. So what, what are what are your some of your top tips for employers to to help increase innovation in, in the short term and, and in the longer term?
0: Yeah. So the longer term, I I really encourage organizations to get intentional about their culture. So I know we all have our have values, values on our website, values up on the wall. But being intentional about culture, there's so much more to that. So it's really about understanding what are those behaviors we need everybody to exhibit. How are we reinforcing that through the whole people system from hiring to performance management to learning and development? How are we being really intentional? I think most organizations, aren't intentional about their culture. They just sort of let the culture happen instead of thinking about architecting it. So the long-term view from my perspective is really understanding and being intentional about the culture you need to have and how well-being fits into that. I say the short-term kind of answer is address stress. A lot of companies haven't really thought about the the topic of stress. Um, I would encourage organizations to just ask a question in your employee engagement survey about how manageable the stress is. I think we we all know that we have stress, and in fact, in some ways, stress can be a really good thing, right? There's sort of a sweet spot of stress. Too little stress, and you're bored. But too much stress, when it becomes unmanageable, that's when you're really on the track for burnout. So I would love more and more organizations to ask about stress in their employee engagement surveys. That's a kind of a short-term, relatively easy thing for organizations to do.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd just love to pick you up on, on something that you mentioned there sure. in, in, in terms of stress can be beneficial as well if it, if it keeps you focused to an extent. Uh, uh, are there are there certain things that a, a leader, a manager should look out for in in their employees, uh, in terms of um, making sure that you know it, it, uh, there's a little bit of stress or focus that's not going to keel over yeah, and, and yeah, and become yeah something that overwhelms them.
0: Uh, absolutely, and the, the thing that's hard about stress is it, it your ability to handle stress and your kind of what you think is stressful, it's all very subjective, right? It's up to the person to know kind of when it's too much. And so you, you know, there's not just, oh, you only can have two projects, and then you're not stressed, and then you won't be stressed, right? It's not that linear or um, that, that um, formulaic, really. It's up to kind of Each person to to, for you to understand their levels of stress so what I encourage people to do is how about talk to people about it (laughs) you know so one of the things that we do at Limeade and we really recommend our customers is having a well-being check-in with your employees just sitting down with them and saying how are you how are things going do you feel like you're kind of in that sweet spot do you feel excited to come to work every day or do you feel overwhelmed what can I do to help you with that how could we make some progress against this and so to me, it's talking to people, it's having that discussion, and being a human being with them, and you know, n- not setting the expectation that all stress is going to go away because, like I said, that's that's not fun either. Um, but but really trying to make sure it's it's manageable, it's in that sweet spot.
1: And you were just mentioning again there that you uh, you, you get to have lots of awesome conversations with your clients. Can you can you give an example of a company that, that's getting it right at the moment?
0: Yeah, so. Stanley Black & Decker is a customer who I think is really getting it right. So they, the CEO really believes that innovation is, is the way they're going to succeed, the way they're going to move forward. And he's got some pretty hefty goals for what that looks like. But he is a huge supporter of well-being in their employee base. Um, he's worked with really encouraged and reinforced leaders and managers to care about the well-being of their employees. He um, has also done some really interesting work the whole organization has on purpose and having all of their employees really understand and and think about their own purpose in life and how it connects with what they're doing at work every day. Um, he, he just really has sent the message that, that he cares about people as people and, and also has connected the dots for them that it's only through our employees that we're going to be able to be innovative. And so he's made that strategic alignment, or that strategic um, connection. So um, I think that they're a really great example of, you know, seeing how caring about their employees is related to the business result they care about, which is innovation.
1: Okay, so just so our listeners don't miss that then, what, what can individual employees like those at Black & Decker do to drive more innovation?
0: Sure. Um, so maybe I think of like three things come to mind for that. I think the first one is for us to all be working on our own well-being. Um, and what I mean by it, sometimes people hear, hear the word well-being and they think, oh, I need to go run a marathon or I think about physical health. And, and that for sure is part of it. But there's a lot more to well-being than, than just a physical component. Um, I like to talk to people about this idea of something I call well-being activators, that there are things that you can do today, right now. That will improve your well-being and they have to do with things like positivity and optimism and gratitude There are small little things you can do and just the way you think about the world the way you interact with others the things that you tell yourself that absolutely can impact your well-being so that's that's the first thing is like let's dig a little deeper into your own well-being and and things that you can do today to increase improve it um another thing i think about is think about reducing stress in your life. And there's a lot of different ways you can do this. So one way is you could actually try to reduce stress by getting to the causes or the drivers of stress in your life, right? Can you articulate, identify what is really making you feel that way? Uh, And then do something about those things, right? So get to those drivers could be one thing. Another way you can think about reducing stress is just how you react to stress or how you manage stress. So once stress comes your way, Maybe there's some ways you could handle it that are better than ways you handled it in the past. There are things like um, guided meditation or mindfulness that you can think of. But the third way, I think, is one that I'm even more particularly interested in is this idea of a stress mindset. So do you even find specific things to be stressful. There actually is a lot of variability in people's stress mindset. So just to give a simple example, one person might find standing up in front of a large group of people to do a presentation as as really stressful. Another person might find it exciting and a challenge and, and really think about it like I get to go have this opportunity. I get to talk to these people about this topic. So you actually can kind of decide how you think about something before it even affects you, right? It's your stress mindset. So getting to the causes and drivers, how you handle stress, and then what your stress mindset is. I think there are all ways that we all can kind of dig into those and do more. Um, And I do think, you know, for the super practical people out there who don't get into mindfulness or guided meditation, there's some just really easy kind of low-hanging fruit things you could do. Um, one thing I tell people to do, and it's pretty bad because I'm, well, I work at a technology company. But how about just turning off notifications on your phone, right? <laughs> Not being bombarded all day long with with all these things that come at us. Um, another thing is create a space that you like to be in that is a place where you can think, um, a place that ha- doesn't have a lot of distractions. Maybe a place that has things that you like to read that might spur your creativity. Um, You could also just brainstorm. I find it so, I get so excited when I brainstorm with a coworker on a particular topic. And probably the easiest thing to me that you could do that just gets some new perspective is go outside and take a walk, just walk around the block. And I feel like every time I do that, I come back and I just have a little bit of a better perspective on things. So I think those are the main main, uh, suggestions I would have.
1: You know, I think at some stage I may have to go into some sort of detox clinic for mobile phones because I am <laughs> con- constantly checking mine, and it's uh, getting yes. get, getting a bigger part of my life. Certainly, I've noticed that in the last couple of years. It's because the phones are so good now; you can you can run a business off a phone, pretty much. I so. know
0: it's crazy, but just think about how hard <laughs> it is to have a continuous thought, right? When you when you're constantly distracted by your phone, it's hard to think. It's hard, yeah. definitely hard to be creative.
1: I, th- I think I last had one back in 2016, a continuous thing, around <laughs> yeah, right about that point. As somebody who's deep in this, uh, how, how has the definition of employee well-being changed it, over oh, the last decade?
0: It's, I'm so thankful that it's changed. It's changed a lot. Um, so when we first started Limeade, it was a much more kind of traditional thing to talk about wellness. And wellness is, and you can think about it, is more a focus on physical health and preventing kind of bad physical things from happening to you, right? You could think about smoking cessation, you can think about um, metabolic syndrome, things like that. So it's really focused on physical health. I'm happy to say that more and more organizations really are embracing the definition of well-being, which is, I mentioned before, is this idea of feeling good and living with purpose. The feeling good part absolutely has a physical health component. But there's also the stuff that happens in our heads and how much there's a connection between what happens in our heads and what happens in our physical body. Um, And then the idea of purpose is a big part of that. So it's really about quality of life. It's not just about, you know, making sure people are, you know, have a low BMI or that they're, they're, they're doing, participating in programs in your organization that help them lose weight. Um, it's really about quality of life and how organizations can support that. So I'm thrilled to see over the time that I've been working on this that there is a much more kind of holistic conceptual understanding of quality of life um, and that most organizations um, most progressive organizations don't see it as just a focus on physical health.
1: Wonderful and just finally for today how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about the wonderful work that you do over at LimeAid?
0: Awesome. Yes. So they can connect um, Laura at Limeade.com. Um, also, just look at www.limeade.com. It's L-I-M-E-A-D-E.com.
1: Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Dr. Laura Hamill, Chief People Officer and Chief Science Officer at Limeade. Thank you very much for being a guest on the HR awesome. Chat. Thanks
0: so much for having. Thanks so much for having me.
1: And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.